This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Bacon Sale. Happy Bacon Sale Day, everyone. It's time for all the boys and girls to eat everything on the menu at their local fast food restaurant while watching an entire film series. Then make a pop culture bracket to upset your friends and tear each one of your family members. Wow. Oh, and don't forget to hang up your Janko jeans in the mantle so Pete the intern can fill them with corn nuts, sour gummies, and goldfish crackers. I love this. Happy Bacon Cell Day! Yay! Yay. <laughs> Welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And I'm Zach. We'd like to thank you for listening to our last show, our Bad Road Trip Snacks Schoolyard <laughs> Pick. <laughs> Yeah. It somehow worked out. There has been some demand for uh, good snacks. We'll probably have to talk about them eventually. Is that too easy, though? I mean, down yeah, the road, maybe. So. Uh, 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 uh. Babe, Spencer Larson, listener emeritus, by the way, uh, said, I don't know how you got a hold of my dad's shopping list from every fishing trip we ever <laughs> took, but thank you for bringing back some fond, stinky memories. It's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, I'm sure a nice lady, Bethany White Hilton, mm-hmm. said, sunflower seeds Sounds are awesome. Pretty. Oh, okay, bias. <laughs> the only time they're a problem is if someone decides not to join in eating them. That's their problem. <laughs> or, or, this is a big or, if a cup of shells gets spilled, which is quite disgusting. That sounds horrible. It uh, is. Also, I don't think I'll ever eat a Slim Jim again. Yeah. Is, yeah. There, a, is there a story there? It was U- a, utility it was, cows, It was remember? the description. Yeah, the utility, the utility cows, cows freaked her out. Yeah. yeah. The, the fact that they should be gray. <laughs> <laughs> And then a Beaker said, well, looks like Kent would be my road trip partner because I totally got 7-Eleven nachos and buffalo wings last night before I finished listening to the episode. Poor taste, him. Why? <laughs> this was not the one that you were supposed to go get the thing. Chips? I get it. Breakfast food? Hey, awesome. Soup? No. We understand. But, uh, on Twitter, soup. John England uh, said he literally stopped bu- to buy Good and Plenty while listening. What was up with that? What, pl- Why? I don't understand. That was not. That, but These are all bad choices. Thanks for participating. We love yeah. it. <laughs> Don't watch movies with smoking in them, you two. <laughs> Easily influenced. Seriously. <laughs> oh. So thank you for participating. Really, really appreciate it. However, uh, I want to want to bring something up, Joel. You mentioned Bacon Sale Day. I did. Bacon Sale Day is actually coming up. It is coming up. Well, kind yeah. of. So next week is going to be our anniversary show. <laughs> we'll be having, inviting people on to see who's going to be the next listener for the following year. But that will be airing a little after Bacon Sale Day, which is technically April 15th. Bacon Sale Day okay. is tax day. Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Bad timing. Death, taxes, <laughs> and Bacon Sale. Apparently. Okay. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Zach? We're talking about, uh, what are we calling them? Folidays? We're talking about holidays that are not necessarily real coming from media, mostly TV shows. Yeah, pop culture holidays, essentially. Yes, because in a movie, in a TV show, sometimes they'll be like, you know what? You know, people have done the same old holidays over and over again. We're going to do something different and try to enter pop culture. And some of these have entered the real world. Certainly, Because of fictional things on the screen. Mm-hmm. The reason I wanted to do this show, it's kind of a personal vendetta to be quite snowing. honest with you. I'm rolling up my sleeves right now. I'm uh, ready to fight because I've never been invited to the You're fictional holiday. Out? Yeah. Th- okay, now I'm not ready to fight. Now I'm ready to <laughs> hug. <laughs> There's a holiday that we talked about in season one when we did an episode called Ranksgiving. Yes. And we ranked all the actual holidays. We tiered the holidays. <laughs> and so we're kind of doing a continuation on that, except for pop culture. But there's one holiday that Joel brought up that it, it was a wild card, and it is called Hilton Day. If you've it been is. listening to the show for any length of time, you've heard us talk about or complain about Hilton Day. 
And so Hilton Day is actually happening this coming week. Yes. And so uh, I thought, what better to talk about fake holidays <laughs> than us talking about these fake TV No, ones. Hilton Day is, is a made-up holiday. My dad made it up because all the other holidays, we're always with extended family or having to go somewhere and do yeah. something with other people. And he said, I want a holiday just for us. I and love so it. So it was you know, sure. kind of related to my parents' uh, temple anniversary. Yeah. And so every April 12th is Hilton Day. And we used to celebrate by going out to eat at a local Mexican restaurant that we, mm-hmm. that we enjoy. And we'd go shopping at like a, he called it the dead food store, but it's, it's a, like a secondhand scratch dent yeah. kind of thing. We're going to get a lot of cheap candy. And these kids thought it was awesome. And something, we do something fun. And I always love that day. And so every year we celebrate Hilton Day. And Zach, when you say we, Zach, when you were there last year, oh, with me, yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> no, I was going to say we, anyone is welcome to celebrate Hilton Day. It's just, we do our own little celebration. Yeah. I've Hope. tried to go to the immediate family Hilton Day. You've tried. It's never worked out. No, it hasn't worked out. But we have a list of 18 different fictional holidays from TV and film, and we're going to be tiering them. <laughs> now, <they're, laughs> which is weird, but our tiering sometimes has logic. Sometimes it does. And this one is essentially just saying, oh, so we have six tier ones, meaning the best, yeah. six tier twos in the middle, and six tier threes being at the bottom. So for example, Joel, if you give something tier one, what does that mean to you? That means that I think this holiday, I would like it to exist in real life, and yeah. I would like to participate it in real life. Yeah. It's almost like we're like, hey, government, make this a real thing. Yeah. Because there's like National Talk Like a Pirate Day. Why can't there be something that we're going to discuss? Yar. But if it's tier two, for me, that's kind of a Friendsgiving. It's like, I'm not really behind the idea, but I'm going to go once every couple of years. I'll check it out. I'll see yeah. what it's about, but it's not really for it's me. It's like, I don't want to host the party, no. but I'll go, but I don't really want it to be a holiday. And but then, hey, good luck. And then tier three is essentially, no, keep this a fictional because I do not want this to become a reality because it doesn't sound either fun or safe at yeah. all. Yeah. There's so, a few of those. There's a few of those. And we're going to try our best to explain these television series to you in a brief manner before we talk about the holiday, just to give you some context. Mm-hmm. But uh, shall we jump into it then, gentlemen? Let's, well, do, let's it. do it. We're going through this list alphabetically as to not discriminate in any way, shape, or form. And this first one makes me very happy because we are going to have the opportunity to discuss SpongeBob SquarePants on Bacon Sale for with, the first time with Best Friends Day. Yep. If you don't know what SpongeBob SquarePants is, essentially it's the misadventures of a talking sea sponge who works at a fast food restaurant, attends a boating school, and lives in an underwater pineapple. You're all singing the song in your head right now, aren't you? Ah! That was pretty good. I mean, it's okay. It's it was okay. all right. It's, it's, so Best Friends Day takes place on February 19th. This was introduced on an episode in 2007. So it's been around for a while. Yeah, season four, The Gift of Gum. Yes. And actually on this episode, the day was created to recognize and honor the relationship formed between Patrick and SpongeBob. And on the show, Patrick gives SpongeBob the gift of gum. He doesn't really like it. Well, it's a giant ball of chewed gum yeah. with a bunch of garbage in it, like a right. old, old moldy pizza, socks, <laughs> This pair of underwear crawls out, goes right up to SpongeBob's face and just says, you're not Patrick. <laughs> that was the first time I've ever laughed watching a SpongeBob episode. And this oh, is you're probably, not a fan. I No, this this started in like 1999 when I was going abroad. And you know, it's kind of like a, you need to be on a substance to really enjoy this or, or be a small a child. Yeah, yeah. Small or child. be nine years old like I was the day I watched the premiere of this television. Do show. you love it? I Still? did for the first three seasons when I was 9, 10, and 11. Okay. Yeah. I have a fondness for it now. Yeah, for sure. Yes. And I, I realized something, uh, which, by the way, it says 1999 to present. Yeah, it's still going. Wow. This is four, 13 seasons, 283 episodes. Wow. It's like uh, Family Guy. It just keeps, but cleaner. Keeps, going, keeps going, keeps going. But I did realize something, Ken, in my study, in my viewing of this, because I do not have a lot of experience with SpongeBob SquarePants. Neither. This is what I've realized. This is the the 90s kid generation's 
Ren and Stimpy. I think so too. A little less raw. I wouldn't say raunchy, but less this. So, so disgusting. basically, it's like a mildly humorous show, but every time it has a weird close up, it's way too much detail on a certain yes. character, and you're like, ah, yes, yeah. Like they have <laughs> that some with Squidward. the uh, the, uh, the nasty patty. I think they called it. Yeah, but yeah. They've they've have that same effect multiple times. Okay. Yeah. So uh, and then uh, SpongeBob he tries to get rid of the ball of gum, but then Patrick keeps showing up and be like, why are you get rid of my gift? Yeah. Oh, he by the way he gave Patrick like a butler robot. Which was a great gift. It's amazing. In fact, that is the tradition behind the holiday. You're meant to celebrate your best friend. And granted, this is right after Valentine's Day. And I know mm-hmm. a lot of people don't love the commercialism of Valentine's Day. And I think what better time to celebrate just having a best friend and getting them something that they appreciate because that's what's meant to happen ah, on this holiday. But here's the problem, Kent. Mm-hmm. What happens when you give a, a gift to someone and one, they don't give you a gift back because you're not their best friend? Or two... Another friend finds out that you gave your best friend a gift and you they didn't get one. Is this one of those things where you are guilted into getting everyone gifts? I would feel obligated to get both Zach and you a gift. Who would you get a gift for first? That's I put that in order for a reason. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> my wife actually asked me earlier this week who my best friend was. <laughs> you better have said her. It was her. Okay, yeah. okay. good. No, that that's the thing is I've never appreciated the title of best friend because... I feel like it can often be one-sided. Do you know how many people, uh, including listener of this podcast, who think that, that like Kent is their best friend? <laughs> because Kent can't say no to round, anybody. Because I just throw myself around. out there, he right? He gets around. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I'll friend you. <laughs> but with this one, a best friend's day. Uh, it's not a malicious one at all. No. And this is essentially you just get someone a gift. It's difficult. I give this one a tier one. Oh. Because even with the pitfalls, I could keep it you know, kind of under the radar. You would like to make this real. I would like to make it real. I would like to make Best Friends Day a real holiday. Based on what you were saying, I was thinking it's going to be a tier two for you. It would have been, but it, got, it kind of got bumped up because other stuff I, I wanted less. Because yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is a dangerous minefield of like, yeah. who's your best friend? So maybe just I'd call it Friends Day. And then we're like, you know, we'd sit around in a coffee shop and talk endlessly and make any windows. whisper, you're my best friend. Be like, yeah, you got like a secondary gift because you're a friend. Yeah. You're yeah. my best friend. All I know is that my best friend is listening to this podcast right now. I'm right you're, here. You're awesome. <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening. He chose me second. Yeah, I give it a tier one as well. Just barely scratch the surface because there are a lot worse choices than this. And Mm -hmm. this one, it's fine. It's not even dangerous. It's a simple. It's a little dangerous. And I do think it should be kind of gag gifts. Like it should be cheaper Oh, yeah. Yes. What happens then if like you get you get your friend a Rolex no, and they give be, you like a, a hand, you give listen, them a hand buzzer. If you're best friends, you understand each other. You understand that the boundaries of like for a certain dollar amount. Hey, Kent, where's that blanket we got you that had a, a cat on it? Don't worry about it. Hmm. <laughs> best friend. Then, huh? I got it from a good acquaintance. No. <laughs> All right. Now we are going to celebrate Boonta Eve. Now, this one comes from the Star Wars, uh, actually, Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. If you didn't know, the Boonta Eve Classic. The, that's the Boonta Eve Classic is the pod race. Is the pod race. That's why they're doing it, because it's Boonta Eve. They're going to celebrate Boonta. I really wish we gave some of these names to Zach to read. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because Boonta the Hut, his name is, is quite long. Oh, no. Nope. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, why don't you read uh, on or- the last yes. line. Just read the origin section verbatim. Go ahead. Right there, origin. An annual holiday and festival celebrated on the desert planet of Tatooine during the last decades of the Old Republic and the time of the New Republic. Mm -hmm. It honored the rise of Bunta Heldestelichadru. Family friendly. To godhood. Yes. So essentially, the Huts were a slug like race of creatures. Yeah. And one of them 
apparently when they died, ascended to godhood. Well, and there was a uh, human uh, despot. Despot? Despo? Despacito. Uh, Despo. Despacito. Uh, his name was Zim. And... Invader? Um, <laughs> That's my best friend. And Boonton. <laughs> I'm hurt. Tier three for best friend's day. Because now I need to find one. Uh, but Boonta took over at that point. And Boonta Eve sounds fun because it is week-long fireworks during the day and during the night. Oh, there Kent, are, you sound so excited for this. There are pod races, okay? Uh, like, ah, I'm in right there. The pod race, which was one of the biggest moments in the prequel series, as we know. So it's like you fire- say biggest or longest? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's like fireworks in NASCAR. Hey, Kent, can I ask you a question? Go ahead. What's one of your least favorite real holidays here in America? Uh, Fourth of July. Why do you hate Fourth of July, Kent? Does people care too much about parades and fireworks? Oh, that's funny because these fireworks go day and night. <laughs> Constant fire. There's no curfew. Day and night yeah. fireworks. Yeah, and that's annoying. And that would be so much Neil Diamond and Celine Dion. <laughs> <laughs> Come into Tatooine, but uh, and it's not here. I wanted to mention this too. It's not just limited to uh, Episode One: Phantom Menace. It is also in Chapter Eighteen of the Mandalorian: The Minds of Mandalore. They make reference to Boonta Eve, so it's still being celebrated. Oh, weird! Uh, a strange uh, Star Wars cameo in Mandalorian. Is, strange. That, is that season three? <laughs> I think so. I haven't but seen. Nobody's it. watching. I haven't seen it. Okay, so there are plenty of traditions that happen on this day. Uh, this is a day. That is meant to celebrate the slaves obeying the huts. Yeah, Uh-oh. a crime family. Yeah, and so it's kind of a dangerous thing. In fact, there Jabba are many the Hutt games... Jabba the Hutt is a hut. If you don't know, picture that in your head. Jabba so, the Hutt. So, for example, one of the games they do is they force Taiwanese prisoners to run while the huts wager on the results, and the stragglers in each heat are put to death until there's one sole survivor. Jeez. Okay, so that's, that's a little heinous. You guys have seen the pod races, right? Quite yeah. a few people or creatures die. Yep. Okay. Most of them are slaves. But there are slaves that are given a feast and gifts from their masters. So that's kind of cool for a week. Sure doesn't make for a great holiday, though. I think it's like a reprieve. Their calendar is 368 days, not 365. Yeah. So we don't actually know when this takes place on the calendar. No. But really, it's just like a a big parade and the pod race and the fireworks. And also a week-long celebration full of drinking and revelry. Yes. But you could also be killed. You could also be killed, but you could do that on the 4th of July, too. That's so true. <laughs> you not played with firecrackers? <laughs> yeah, it's Darwin for sure. But this gets a tier three for me. Oh. Because Tatooine, I've seen way too much of it on Disney Plus already. I'd hate to be there. Good chances. I would be serving underneath the huts, and I would be put in these games and possibly put to death based on my sportsmanship. We're playing a little differently on this game, Ken, because you're, you're imagining you're going there to celebrate. I'm imagining this coming to the real world. And I think to myself, this is a week-long celebration, constant fireworks, having a good time, pod racing here in this world. Yes, please. So you're okay with like back in the day of the Coliseum when they put people to death for your entertainment? You know what? Origins aren't as important. <laughs> the real world we, people we were actually dying and you're cheering on. I'm not chanting the to, what is it? The Sam Yeah, no. <laughs> For Halloween, I'm not doing the whole ritual of what it was back then. It's what it is now. Yeah, and we don't need these kind of practices here. I don't need. Do you want the huts to take over here? They're not going to take over here. We're just sell, we're, we're we're appropriating the hut culture. <laughs> Go on, because we're just celebrating to celebrate, and it's like, oh yeah, they do this over there, like St. Patrick's Day. They don't celebrate that in Ireland. That's celebrated here. So we're just going to take their holiday and make it our own. You think in modern days, they're going to be like, hey, those slug slavers, we should appropriate their holiday. Kent, they've already, they've already made it big here. Have you not ever eaten at Pizza Hut? 
Oh my gosh. Pizza the Hut. Boom. Joel, what do you give it? I give it a tier one. <laughs> you could die. No, even being in the crowd, they're like, you're playing. I, no, I'm I, not here, Kent. I'm just watching the pod race. Maybe Listen. goofing around a bit. And there's fireworks. It's just basically a For week long party week. with fireworks. Imagine dogs. Around the world. I don't have any dogs. Oh, that's so sad. They'd be scared for a week. <laughs> Tier three. No, they actually, the huts have created doggy headphones. Okay. You worship the huts. A little bit. You're going to keep this fictional? <laughs> Tier three. Yeah, it's Tier three. <laughs> All right. Now we have from the OC, Chris Mika. Yes, so uh, the OC, here's the plot synopsis. A troubled youth becomes embroiled in the lives of a close-knit group of people in the wealthy upper-class neighborhood of Newport Beach, Orange County, California. So it should be called the OCC. California. Orange County, California, right? No, that's not how it works. No. No, not at all. And this has Misha Barton, Adam Brody, Peter Gallagher. Um, It's just really one of the... I don't know much about the show, Ken. You should be introducing I love this show. I don't know why, because it's one of those teen dramas that I just... It was early 2000s era. 2003 to 2007. Uh, But I I absolutely loved it. Did you watch all four seasons and 92 episodes? Yeah, I did. Okay. The first two seasons are really good. And I'll leave it there. But Seth Cohen introduces something that is kind of become actually sort of real by the way seth cohen is the character name played by adam brody he basically comes from two parents that are protestant and jewish and he says let's bring it all together let's make this a holiday for everyone we got a christmas tree and we have a menorah it is kind of like a kind of like how christmas season the happy holiday season is anyways yeah where it's like it's a celebration of everything and this is just trying to leave or trying to include everyone now this was featured on season one episode 13 the best chrismica ever mm-hmm. uh, it was also in a season four episode four the chrismuk the chrismuk huh uh season huh? two episode six the chrismica that almost wasn't and season three episode 10 the christmas chrismica bar mitzvica that was hard for me to yeah, say i should have zach to do that <laughs> but this was invented by little five-year-old uh, seth when he was five years old because he said he wanted to be Eight days of presents followed by lots of presents. Yes, it's eight days of presents followed by one day of many presents. That's what it is, yes. You spend Christmas Day eating Chinese takeout and watching movies like It's a Wonderful Life and then Fiddler on the Roof. Mm-hmm. So you got to collaborate the two. I think this is the best of both worlds, though. The That's New- Hannah Montana. The, <laughs> the New York Catholic League and the New York Board of Rabbis disagree because they issued a press release condemning the holiday, saying it's insulting to Jews and Christians. <laughs> I disagree. I think this is very inclusive. <laughs> you, I think being this, both, what, you, you would the, wear a yamaclaws. I would definitely wear yamaclaws. This is a yamaka with like the Santa hat. This is a man with the Instagram post saying "Aloha Hanukkah." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, love I it. love the collaboration here. I think it's great because it's a way to say Happy Holidays, but it's a specific holiday, and it's nine days of presents. That this is, is of, this is a tier one break for me. a parent. Yeah. Although I assume the eight days of presents probably smaller presents. Yeah. Well, that's generally how Hanukkah is. Anyways. Tier one from you? Yes. Uh, I And also they have a Christmas song, which is set to Death Cab for Cutie's A Lack of Color. Because it's the OC. Of course it is. Because it's yeah. the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. And one of the phrases that made me laugh, because I watched some clips of this, because I have no concept of the OC. And at one point, uh, someone, the blonde kid, what's his name? Ryan. He gets mad and kind of walks out. And uh, Adam Brody just goes, Oi, humbug. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's gold. Uh, it's not even a comedic show, but that's funny. But if there's a holiday to include uh, more people into yeah. this, I, I'm all for it. This is a tier one for me. Yeah. I would sell. I would be fine with Christmas Christmas being celebrated around here. I'd love to play with a dreidel. Yeah, and mm. uh, you know, as I'm sitting there under the Christmas tree. Mm, what you say? <laughs> if you've seen that show, yeah. you know it. Now we uh, from Arrested Development, we have Cinco de Cuatro. <laughs> 
<laughs> what, Joel, what does Cinco de Cuatro stand for? Well, here's the weird thing. Cinco de Cuatro would be five of four. Yes. yes. Yeah. But they don't even spell Cuatro right. <laughs> They, they spell it with a C instead of a Q. Uh-huh. That's and the joke. That's the joke. And so the, this, if you don't know what uh, Arrested Development is, the good seasons are, here's a story of a family who lost everything and the one son who had no choice but to keep them all together. It's Arrested Development. The later seasons are essentially, so the first three seasons of Arrested Development are what you should watch. I would not recommend watching seasons four or five. However, if you want, that was good. If you want to know about Cinco de Cuatro, you it's need to watch. Four. It's in season. It's all of season four. Is Cinco de Cuatro? It's all about that. Well, I've have you have you watched the new? They they re-edited. Yes, they re-edited because no one liked how everyone was separate during season four, and mm-hmm. so they re-edited it to kind of put all the storylines together better, for sure. And this holiday started because uh, George and Lucille Bluth back who, in nineteen eighty two live in Newport Beach. Uh, they were mad because of all their help taking Cinco de Mayo off <laughs> yeah. because all their help was Latino. Because they're horrible people. Because they're horrible people. Like they even, It's Kristen Wiig and Seth Rogen in this. Uh-huh. And she's wearing green makeup and acting like a Grinch. But their plan is to have a party on the 4th of May. And buy up all the supplies. And use all the supplies so that they don't have any party supplies on the 5th of May. <laughs> <laughs> However. And is that Cinco de Mayo, Cinco de Cuatro? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they didn't even get the name Cuatro right. de Mayo. Yeah. Because uh, Cinco de Mayo means 5th of May, if you don't know. <laughs> but the funny thing is, the festival grew over the years and was embraced by the Hispanic community. So then it became this whole, yeah, two, let's two just days. party two days. Let's yeah. party two days. And there's a, a festival of lights and there's a boat parade. The boat parade is the festival. Festival lights and they have lots of parties and celebrations and music. And it, because it's like so American, instead of La Cucaracha, they sing the cockroach. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Although this this has kind of taken hold in the real world because a lot of people on the fourth of May will celebrate the show Arrested Development by eating not fro- Star Wars frozen. Well, yeah, that's that's okay. another group of people. That's the fourth. The Honestly, both dipped in quality, but at this point, I'm more Arrested <laughs> Development. <laughs> but Good people call. celebrate by eating frozen bananas and corn balls, yeah. and they kind of make uh, it about- corn balls kind of dangerous yeah oh yeah so local porno's going boss uh, I, I like a skip scramble personally but the, the show is hilarious this this plot line not great but i tell you what two days of partying i love single de mayo yeah. just, it's my excuse to be like i'm just gonna eat mexican food all day totally I love mexican food but i'm gonna give this a tier one it is a tier one simply because really? it's, it's yeah. two days of cinco de mayo Joel, Joel has loved this list so it's far. all yeah right it's already a good it's holiday worse. sure so why not make two days of it yeah yeah, yeah. Illusions, Michael. Although, if we do bring in Cinco de Cuatro in real life, that would take away from May the 4th. Yeah. We'll just have to keep the decorations up. Although, so. I'm going to do them both. I'm going to eat some Mexican food that is also Star Wars the next day. That is also Star Wars themed and make seven Leia dip. Oh, here dip. he goes. Just because he worships Bunta. Seven Leia dip. Oh. Get it? Move on from this. Uh, Dad jokes. We're down with Fraggle Rock now for Festival of the Bells. Fraggle Rock. <laughs> I like this episode because we're talking about shows that we really don't talk about much on Bacon. It's so. kind of a catch-all, let's be real. So I'm not familiar with Fraggle Rock really at all. Really? You watch Fraggle Rock? Maybe an episode or two. I found them kind of creepy and annoying. They are the lesser fair, Muppets. Fair, yeah. Fair. Uh, if you don't know the plot of, of Fraggle Rock in general, the adventures of the various inhabitants of an underground civilization. These are little puppets that live underground and in a big stone yeah. rock. So what I read about this, uh, so it was introduced in an episode in 1984, but the Fraggles hold this festival at the bell of the heart of the rock. This is where I'm like, I guess I don't understand anything about the Fraggles. Oh, I didn't There's understand There's a bell at either. the heart of the rock to keep the rock moving. Yes. And so they want to keep awakening the bell. Because the rock always needs to be rolling. So I was confused okay. when I read about this episode. 
So I watched the episode, which is uh, season three, episode 22, The Bells of Fraggle Rock. Okay. It's on Disney+. Plus. No, it's not on Disney+. Plus. It was on Apple TV. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Which is weird. It wasn't on Disney+. Plus. But I was like, I don't understand what's going on here. But it is the Fraggles winter solstice celebration. When things start to get cold and they're celebrating Christmas, the real people, uh, the, the big people mm-hmm. up, up in the real world are, are celebrating that holiday. They say that uh, the rock that they live in slows down as the solstice approaches. And the only thing I can think of is like the earth slowing down because there's not like a, a moving rock or anything. But then they, there's a great bell that they need to wake up by ringing a bell. So they stand around and they ring their bells and then the big bell starts ringing and then they move. But if we were to go to one of these parties, Joel, like if we go to a festival of the bells, yeah, uh, we would have to get in a costume. It's a Weeba Beast. Yes, because the Weeba Beast guarded the rock in the days when it was small. And after yeah. layers of rock covered the great bell... They didn't need it anymore. And Zach, imagine like a Chinese dragon where there's like five people mm-hmm. in the in the costume, yeah. but it's weeba, made out of weeba. it's made out of hay mm. and has like a really low budget Sesame Street like monster mask yeah. on the front. Yeah, and yeah, we'd have to say, have to say weeba weeba. It's like weeba weeba. It's really it was. I listened. I watched the episode today. So. Yeah, was it annoying? Uh, well, the one guy couldn't get on beat, and so that was a little annoying. That's yeah. the whole point. And like, I'm sure they had a song dedicated to Festival of the Bells, right? Yeah, They so this is a weird episode because it's they're trying to be really deep. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking the, the puppeteers here, like the writers. They're trying to be really deep because in this episode, they keep talking about the great bell in the middle, but right. no one's ever seen it. And then one person's like, I'm going to go find it. I have this map. And they go and look, and there's no bell. It's just an empty cave. And then he's like, well, what does that mean? And then... He goes back up and all his friends are frozen because they didn't ring their little bells. And so then they all ring their little bells. And he's like, oh, I was looking for uh, the center of the bell. But really, I should have been looking for the heart of the bell. And the heart of the bell is all of us. Oh, I hate that so much. And I kind of went, I get kind of what you're going for. But this is Imagine going to your neighbors who is holding a festival of the bells party. Yeah. And they're just ringing bells and they make you get in this Weepa Beast costume. Would you be into that? Uh, well, okay. Am I in college and are there girls involved? Uh, no, you're married and oh. it's getting weird. Nah, I'm out. Yeah, I'm out as well. Yeah, this is a tier three for there, me. There are a lot of things where I'd like to be a spectator and go, oh my gosh, this is the weirdest party. I can't wait to tell this story later. But this is something I would not want to take part of. This Fraggle Rock is is a slower uh, show. It's a lesser Muppet show. Mm-hmm. I still enjoyed it as a kid, but watching again, I was like, that's right. This is kind of slow. Yeah. And so yeah, not a fan. Okay, tier three, fourth, bold. I'm, I'm wow. down with, I'm down on Fraggle Rock. Mm. Keeping it fictional. Now we have from Seinfeld, Festivus. A Festivus for, for the, the rest, rest of us. So Seinfeld, uh, you probably know what it is, but if you don't, because I've actually found out some people these days haven't watched Seinfeld at all. It's hilarious. Zach, have you seen it? Yes. <laughs> the continuing misadventures of New York barometer, by the way. <laughs> New yeah, York City stand-up comedian Jerry Seinfeld is equally neurotic New York City friends. Uh, this has got Jerry Seinfeld, Julia yeah. Dreyfus, Jason Alexander, Michael Richards. So this was shown on the Seinfeld episode, The Strike. This came out in 1997. The 10th and final season. The ninth episode of the 10th season. Oh, wow. So right. in this episode, George gets a Festivus card from his dad, his crazy dad, and he doesn't want to talk Played about by Jerry it with, with the, rest of, uh, the rest of the crew. And then Kramer really gets into the idea, and they decide to celebrate it, and then George brings his boss to the Festivus celebration. Well, because he's trying to get time off. Yeah. So he's like, I don't... He didn't want to contribute to a Christmas fund, and mm-hmm. they're like, why not? Because it's George. Because he's cheap. But then he makes up this, oh, it's because... He doesn't make it up. He's like, he makes this excuse like, oh, it's because my family doesn't celebrate Christmas. We celebrate Festivus. Which is a holiday his dad really did celebrate, mm-hmm. but the guy didn't, his boss didn't believe him, so he brings him to the house to see how Did it you read down. the backstory on this? Yeah. So the writer of this episode, his dad created Festivus, but just kind of like Hilton Day, <laughs> just for the family. Yeah, it's actually, it, he was hesitant to bring it up, 
But the writers, once they heard about it, they're like, we got to put that in the show because it's mm-hmm. a real thing. Yeah. Not exactly like it's portrayed on the show. So, for example, it, it, they have a metal pole in mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Right. But they don't have a metal pole in the real Festivus. In the real world, Daniel O'Keefe is, is the dad and then Dan O'Keefe was the writer on mm-hmm. Seinfeld. Yep. But Daniel, the dad, instead of a metal pole, he would place a clock in a bag and nail, nail it, to, it the to the wall. wall. What? And when the, he asked him about it... When the son asked his dad about it, he said, why do you do that? And he says, I don't know what it means. I don't, I don't know what it means. You won't tell me. And his dad would say, that's not for you to know. Okay. <laughs> so wow. here's the real world scenario. Zach is throwing Festivus. The, the real, the the Seinfeld, real version. The Seinfeld version. Yes, of, the real of course version. I am. Yeah. So Zach is going to have for the dinner a reddish meatloaf shaped <laughs> food on a bed of lettuce. It's probably just meatloaf. But then, much like Frank did... You're going to have the airing of grievances and everyone. Yes. So this is right after dinner. You're going to start and everyone is going to tell everyone else the ways that they have disappointed them over the past year. Yep. Joel, you said I'm not your best friend. Here's when? why that upsets me. Hmm. <laughs> and so we're going to go around and just kind of badmouth each other. Okay. Mm-hmm. But then you being the host to Zach, we would then have the feats of strength. <laughs> and you would choose one person for a wrestling match. And the holiday only ends when someone has pinned you. When someone has pinned the head of the household, then Festivus ends. This would be a short holiday. Or your wife. Is your wife the head of the household? This, this would be a short <laughs> holiday. Let's just say that. I used to backyard wrestle, so... Yeah. Uh, the spelling bee has taken me down. Yeah. So, Joel, we go to Zach's house. Is this something you want to do yearly? Is this something that you would want to do every once in a while? Is this a holiday you would like to see come to fruition? I think this episode is one of the funniest ones out there. I agree. And I love how it has kind of permeated real world where mm-hmm. people will celebrate Festivus. Right. I don't know if I want to be a part of it, but I'm okay with it being around. Therefore, I'm giving this a tier two. Oh, okay. that's so I, sad. I just don't want to sit around and air my grievances with everyone. The feats of strength could be fun. Metal poles. But don't you think pointless. sometimes you need to decompress? In the biggest way possible. In front of everyone. Hurt feelings and everything. After eating a reddish meatloaf-like substance <laughs> on a bed of lettuce. Listen, Zach, I'm coming every year. I would want this thing to be a real holiday really? because this is, the idea behind this is to fight against the commercialism of the holiday. And so I, I like that in principle. Yeah. Granted, it doesn't bring it back to any like significance. No. It just kind of fights against the commercialism of Christmas. Yeah. But yeah, I, this is a tier one for me. Wow. You Shocking. want this then? It'd be fun. Okay. We're just going to do some feats of strength here on Bake It Sell after the recording's over, and we'll see if it's going to be any fun. I will also lose there. Now, from Parks and Rec, it's Galentine's Day. So, Galentine's Day. Well, let's talk about Parks and Rec first. Parks and Rec is the absurd antics of an Indiana town's public officials as they pursue sundry projects to make their city a better place. And this has Amy Poehler and Rashida Jones, Nick Offerman. Andre Plaza, Chris Pratt. Yeah, but he got some of those role. people aren't included in Galentine's Day, which is February 13th. This the is introduced before. in an episode in 2010. And here's my question. Galentine's Day exists. It does. Is it because of the show? Yes. What? This show has probably permeated more than others because I've seen so many Galentine's posts. Same. And people do it. By the way, I, want, I wanted to point this out, is that this Galentine's Day party is featured in three different episodes of Parks and Rec. Season 2, episode 16, Galentine's Day. Season 4, episode 14, Operation N. And season 6, episode 17, Galentine's Day. Yep. What? They have two episodes with the same title. They couldn't even say, like, more Galentine's Day? That bothered me. That bothered me, Parks and Rec. put a two in there somewhere? 
Valentine's Tuesday. <laughs> so Leslie Note puts it, every February 13th, my lady friends and I leave our husbands and our boyfriends at home, and we just come home and kick it, breakfast style. Ladies celebrating ladies. It's like a little affair, minus the angst. Yep. Plus frittatas. There's also a couple of sayings. Yeah, plus frittatas. There's a couple of sayings that go with this, such as uteruses before deuteruses <laughs> and ovaries, I need to before, watch this show. ovaries before broveries. <laughs> It's. I watched two of these episodes out of the three, just barely, just to get, get yeah. run up on it again. I mean, there's a little too much uh, early morning drinking in this holiday. Lots of mimosas involved in yeah, this. Yeah, but there's a lot of waffles as well. Yes, it's a breakfast. It's I a like brunch. how we're talking about this. Three guys doing a podcast. Are we, were we invited to Valentine's Day? No, we are not. <laughs> this is this is ladies celebrating ladies. But I do. But feel do we like support the holiday being spent? I feel like it's a fine holiday to have, but the day before Valentine's Day. That just seems too crowded for me. Well, what if someone isn't celebrating Valentine's Day? Shouldn't they get a holiday of their own? Yeah, but... This is like our best friend's but day. But for those people... Or should I say you're and Zach's best friend's day? Yeah. But for those people that have to celebrate two days in a row like this or, you know, have to... Sure. I don't know. It seems like a bit much to be crammed together. And since I'm not personally going to be participating in it, I give it a tier two. It is a tier two. I support the holiday. I think it should exist and kind of does exist now. It kind of does. Because I won't be there. I'll be really sad. We yeah. can have Guylentine's Day. Oh, I hate that so much. <laughs> well, what well, about Palentine's Day? Yes. I've, I've actually Guylentine's or Palentine's? I have celebrated Palentine's <laughs> before. Yes. <laughs> now we head over to 30 Rock for Leap Day. Liz Lemon, head writer of the sketch comedy show TGS with Tracy Jordan, must deal with an arrogant new boss and a crazy new star while trying to run a successful television show without losing her mind. And this has Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, Tracy Morgan, Jane Krakowski, and Jack McBrayer. Shocker, this is February 29th, every four years. Yep, this is a Leap Day celebration. And the funny thing about this episode, which was just called Leap Day, is that the whole premise is that Liz Lemon, all these people are celebrating Leap Year, and she's like, what the heck is this? But everyone knows about it but her. Because she grew up in, in kind of a place where they just celebrated Amish holidays. And then she was missing the last couple of leap years because it only happens once every four years. But can you want to tell them a little bit about the, the origins or the <laughs> traditions? So it, it derives from Jack's dream sequence after he eats rhubarb leaves and he's visited in his dream by a guild creature named Leap Day William. Yes. Who surfaces from, get this, the Mariana Trench to trade in children's tears for candy. Yeah, so the first time Liz Lemon walks out of her office and she sees uh, Kenneth the Page, but he's dressed up in like a, what's the little straw hats that people wear? Um, like Music Man hats. Yeah, the little, little straw hats people wear, you know. Straw hats. Music Man. <laughs> sure. But he's in all in blue and yellow, and that's like yeah. a theme of the color. And all the staff is sitting around him going, boo-hoo, boo-hoo, and he's throwing candy at them and singing a Leap Day Williams song. She's like, what is this? But the whole point, it's like, it's got a little bit of St. Patrick's in it. Because if you're not wearing blue or blue and yellow garb, then you get uh, poked in the eye or your hair pulled. <laughs> or in Boston, you get your foot stomped and you get kicked in the knee. So it varies where you're at. So we go to work. Uh, the three of us go to work. Mm -hmm. And they're celebrating Leap Day mm -hmm. every four years. Mm -hmm. And you have to wear blue or yellow. You have to try new things. <laughs> you have to eat slices of rhubarb. Yeah. And there is a, a motto probably on the wall that says, nothing on Leap Day matters because real life is for March. Yep, <laughs> because that's what the whole point is. This day doesn't count, so you do things you wouldn't normally do, like, like ask the pretty girl out, or you know, uh, at one point he's he's trying a new thing, and I can't. Get, I don't want to give spoilers. So I'm one of these people that purposely doesn't wear green on St. Patrick's Day. But why? Because I'm an anarchist. But why not just set the day apart from any other day? No, because everyone wears green and looks for the green, and so I don't. I wear green two days a week, so it's not a big deal yeah. for me. And I want to get pinched. 
Well, you don't get pinched. You get your, you get your eye poked. You get your eye poked and your hair pulled. But the way that Kent just shifted his eyes a little bit was was adorable and creepy at the same Kent, time. Kent, I'm also going to point You're this welcome. out. There's leap day bonuses. There is? Just like a Christmas bonus. You get a leap year bonus. And also, in addition to that, they, they made a movie based in the show. Okay. They made a movie within the show starring Jim Carrey and Andy McDowell. And it's, all, it's called Leap Dave William. And it's oh. about a guy who is slowly becoming a leap day William. Uh-huh. And it's like Jim Carrey is getting gills and he starts growing a mustache. It's like a Santa Claus thing where he keeps trying to get rid of it. It keeps coming back. But it is one of those making fun of all those cliche Christmas movies and the whole, you keep getting clips of it through the whole thing. Also, there's one of my favorite lines in there because he's talking Jack Donaghy, the boss is talking about all the different people who are celebrating leap day. Cause Liz, yeah. like, what is it about? And he says, well, except for so-and-so he's a Mormon. You know how they are about leap day. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. A lot of holidays come down to food, and I guess rhubarb. It yeah. kind of depends on your love of rhubarb. And it's not even rhubarb part. They have straight up stalks of rhubarb yeah. just in. Which, when I was like seven, playing in my grandma's field, eat rhubarb, that was fine. <laughs> I think as an adult, I don't know if I could do that anymore. It is a tier two for me because I would like to see it happen. It would be weird, but I would cry for candy. Yeah. They just either go boo hoo boo and they throw candy at them, like yeah. in parades and stuff. And people are all dressed up in blue and yellow. Um, Here's the thing, guys. Uh, <laughs> I know it's a special day. It is a special day for me yeah. because my wife is a leap year baby. Mm-hmm. Isn't that crazy? And so every four years we do big celebration. And so She's I, so young. I, she is. I would absolutely love to have a day, a celebration on that day to help celebrate her. And she even did say, because she watched the episode with me, she went, guess I'm going to have to wear blue and yellow my next birthday. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm giving this a tier one because I think a leap day would be a fun day to celebrate. You're biased. Now we return to the Star Wars universe. A lot of holidays coming out of there. For Life Day. Yes. <laughs> and this the was, infamous Life Day. This was uh, first introduced in the Star Wars holiday special back in 1978. The date of Life Day is November 17th every year. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And it's traditionally held at the Tree of Life on the forested Wookiee homeworld of Kashik. Kashik? I never say that Kashyyyk. right. Kashik. People always get at See? People always get after me about Brennan's agent. Yeah, Lord of the Rings show, anyone? Uh, so originally it was held on, on Chewbacca's home planet. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. But then it's people started celebrating it everywhere because it is a celebration of, of family and joy and harmony, uh, values and tenets of the Wookiee culture. Celebrating both new life and remembering those who have passed on as well. They did also reference it again in the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Yeah. And I think there was another reference to it too, but I can't remember where it was right now. The Mandalorian was referenced, I believe. <laughs> If you've never seen the holiday special, I want to point this out right now. It is bad. It's really bad. It is horribly bad. The first 20 minutes are Wookiees talking to each other with no subtitles. Mm-hmm. So just... Oh, freaking lumpy. Oh, and itchy. Yeah. Oh, man. So it, it's a terrible, terrible uh, No, it's so show. funny, though. It's just a product of its time. No, and I know. <laughs> I know that Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher, they all said, what were we thinking? Um, well, they were on something for sure. Carrie yeah. Fisher does a song for Life Day to the tune of the Star Wars theme. You also got B. Arthur in there. She yeah, does. because they were giving gifts and there is a music box, essentially, yeah. and it's holograms of 80s rock stars there's and that. comedians. There's also a VR thing. Yeah. Uh, there's also a cooking show they watch. Uh, it, it, it is this it's a variety show it was the late yes. 70s they're doing this variety show but with star wars theme and it is terrible but this holiday actually is kind of nice so they, you'd be fine chewing the roots of the orga plant uh obviously spending time with family is great launching fireworks consuming wookie cookies and hoth chocolate 
Yes. Hoth chocolate. I love that so much. Hoth chocolate. chocolate. You, and there are presents exchanged as well as singing. Why would they drink well Hoth chocolate on, on Kashyyyk? Because <laughs> it was a pun and someone like you wrote it. Probably. <laughs> uh, but they mark the day with festive decor, lights, feasts, music, and it's all trying to... Okay. They're, they're all reminded of compassion. But we show up to this party... It feels a little culty. There are red robes that we have to wear. We mm-hmm. have to hold the Life Day orbs mm-hmm. and kind of shine together. Twinkling string lights, unique food, drink, music, items, celebration. This is lovely, Kent. Doesn't it seem weird, though? A little. And don't you think he gets like tired of itchy and lumpy? Uh, I'm hanging with Wookiees. I think that's pretty cool in itself. Is it? Yeah. You get fleas. They don't have fleas on Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. <laughs> <Kashiki. laughs> nice try. But this is a tier one because it's life day and it needs to be tier one because it needs, I think, more love because that holiday special is that bad. It's so bad. It's, it's like ironic so love for, the, for this holiday. And Mark Hamill looks horrible. Yeah. It's like he's had 10 pounds of makeup. Put on. Oh, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah. Uh, Joel? Uh, tier one for me as well. Tier one. It, it's, a, it's a fun festive thing. And if I can hang out on uh, with Wookiees, I think that's going to be fun. What's the planet called again? Kashyyyk. Okay. Good job. Kashyyyk. Yeah, because it's K A. It's actually called khakis. Yeah, <laughs> it's it. Just so you know, listener, it's spelled K A S H Y Y K Y Y Y K. There's three Y's. <laughs> why? Why? Why is there three Y's? So that that's a lovely day, very heartwarming. As is our next holiday from the Purge. It's Purge Night. <laughs> Sorry for all of you who are driving. If you don't know what Purge is, imagine you're sitting there. At home. And all of a sudden you hear that siren go off. And after the siren, you hear a voice say, okay, everyone, everything is legal for the next 12 hours. So this starts on March 21st at 7 p.m. and ends March 22nd at 7 a.m. And let's go back into the... everyone has a birthday on that. In March? In March. Mm. Is March a good month? No. Yes. I'd rather commit crime in like June. Oh, really? Oh, when it's, it's a little bit warmer it's for you? It's too hot in June. Can we no, do it in no, like not, September? Not July. I'm September. Kind of a, I'm June. kind of a staycationer, so when, I would stay inside. When do you want to commit murder, listener? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Early this, June. This begs the question. It's not like it says commit murder. It says all crime is legal. Oh. What crimes are you doing, guys? I would just speed everywhere. Ken I would drive so fast. doesn't matter what the government says, because someone is always watching. That's my wife. <laughs> um, Wait, so your wife is always watching? No, but like, it, so there are, how many Purge movies are like seven there of them? six. Six of them. Going on seven, I think. They're going to do another one I heard. But it is, they, they organized this because they, they were like trying this experiment where, okay, if we do all the crime yeah. here in these 12 we'll hours. it out of your system. It'll be out of the system and then they'll be good for the rest of the time. And it kind of worked for a time. It was down to like 1% crime rate, I think yeah. they said. But in then the, obviously, in the movies, movies oh. get into it. They get worse and worse as they go. There, but there are rules to this. There definitely are. Because, for example, the sirens will start and end the purge. So if you hear the siren, that means go or stop. You can't do anything after that. All police, fire, and medical emergency services are suspended for the duration. The president, first family, and government officials of rank 10 are granted immunity. So you can't harm them. And then weapons class 1 through 4 are permitted, whereas class five, such as explosives, are prohibited. Can't mm. blow and things up. And if you violate these rules, it will result in public execution. Whoa. So there still are rules. So not all crime is legal. Well, they they break all the rules in the movies. Mm. I once said, and this is right when I became single many years ago, and I said, if the purge is real, I would kiss every girl. You <laughs> <laughs> creep. Well, it's legal. It help you. It's legal, but it still would creep them out. So in your case, the purge is real. <laughs> 
saying. Wow. <laughs> it's taken a while. But uh, I've made the purge real in my heart. Yeah. Fun fact, by the way, this is a this is a dark film series. This yeah. is not yeah. a happy film series. No. But it is inspired by a Star Trek uh, original series episode called The Return of the Archons, yeah. where they do have to see this peaceful planet. But then they find out that they have a night of violence during festival where they can do anything they want. It's like you could stay inside. You could go steal a TV from Walmart. You could do whatever you want. But it's just too much of a risk. And that's why it is a tier three and should stay fictional. But that's Please exactly bless. what you said, Ken, is like, yeah. well, you don't have to commit murder. Right. And I'm like, yeah. But as soon as I walk out that door, I'm opening myself to being murdered. Totally. And it's fine. And it's I totally fine. don't want that. So this is a that is three. really low on my list as well. Yeah, I'd rather not. Get oh, the Prince Knight is really low. No, yeah. just getting murdered. Yeah. Well, and also I rather know, not. You guys know me. I have such a guilty conscience every way of doing anything wrong. So it's like even if I went up and like I'm going to go punch that car window or break that car window, I'd still feel guilty and probably the next be like I'm sorry that was. Would me. you really? You would probably even leave, be like okay. Leave kids, a note. We're ready to celebrate Purge Day. Jaywalk. No, <laughs> that's it. I do that. I would do that. And okay. I, I'll, I'd throw away my recycling in the non-recycling what? bin. What? I like kissing people, but not to get murdered. <laughs> so yeah, tier three for me as well. I do not want the purge to happen in real life. Please don't do it. Please no. Now from dinosaurs, we have Refrigerator Day. The show follows the life of a family of dinosaurs living in the modern world. They have televisions, refrigerators, etc. The only humans around are cavemen who are viewed as pets and wild animals. I watched this episode today. So did I. And I had my girls here and I said, hey... We're going to watch a show I loved as a kid. Yeah. This, this episode came out in 1993. And I started, they got 20 seconds in, and they were on their iPads. They're like, I'm creeped out by what's on the TV. We're going upstairs. <laughs> because these are full, uh, like full-size like full puppets. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they're suits. Yeah, they're suits. The, these actors are wearing these foam suits that look like dinosaurs, and the faces are all uh, animated and yeah. animatronic. But then they're everyday situation. It's like the Flintstones, but the Flintstones were dinosaurs. Yes. Did, did I make it? Does no, that make honestly, it better to, to reference an older show for a newer show? Well, it's, Flintstones is the one people have seen, so Probably, I think that's yeah. more than fine. Yeah. I discovered something you guys, I know Kent saw it at least. Mm-hmm. I, I found out something that just blew my mind, mm-hmm. and that was the voice of the yeah. mom dinosaur of Fran, I believe her name is, is Jessica Walters, who Lucille plays Bluth. Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development. Yeah. And it, I, I think the reason I noticed is because I was watching it while working. And so it was in the background. I wasn't looking. I was just hearing the voices. And I went, that voice sounds familiar. Who is that? I looked it up and I was like, it's Lucille Bluth. Yeah. Blew my mind. This is essentially Christmas for the dinosaurs. Yes. Except yeah. for they sit around the refrigerator and kind they, of praise they, what the refrigerator yeah, they decorate has done. the refrigerator as a Christmas tree. And in the episode, the family's refrigerator is repossessed because he spent too much money on gifts. And they came and took his refrigerator because he had no more money. Well, he didn't get his he didn't get his refrigerator day bonus like he thought he was yes. going to. Did and he, get a, he got a Jelly of the Month Club subscription, basically. essentially. Yeah. And so what they did instead is they remembered the true meaning of the holiday, not having the refrigerator, and just talked about the special feelings they have for each other. So this is the thing: the origins of this. <laughs> it says. The happiest holiday in Pangea, Refrigerator Day, or Fridge Day for short, celebrates the development of the greatest boon to the modern dinosaur, the refrigerator. So they do this little pageant and, and show the story, and this family's basically wandering from place to place to place looking for food, and all their food is spoiled after they stay at their house, after they move on. And then the father of the family hears a voice that told him to, quote, build a box that is cold inside. And thanks to this uh, cold box, they were able to stay in one place, settle down, and start families. You do have to fast for two days leading up to Fridge Day. That's the, one of the worst parts. It is. But imagine the feast that you have after those two days. Oh, you mean the, the feast of refrigerator mold pie? <laughs> She's like, I had to save up so much mold to get the pie right this year. Yeah. It's, Wait, does that make it tier three for you? 
I don't. Well, I'm not going to eat the refrigerated part. But there's some celebration. I don't eat stuffing. Doesn't mean I'm not going to. I'm going to bash on. Wouldn't you want to go to someone's house that's having a fridge day celebration? But like one time, because I would. It's a tier two for me. It's very commercialized, though. Yeah. They talk oh, about it totally. That, they, they talk about that in the episode. How it's just become too commercial. Yeah, but like they're worshiping a fridge. That's kind of funny. I'd be like, I went to this family's house and they were sat around a fridge and they sing songs to it. Oh, and I don't songs get what's like, going on. <clears throat> oh no. Oh, come all ye dinosaurs. Wow. Store stuff in this box. <laughs> Food will keep cold and last a long, long time. Wow. Coming wow. in, spoilage. Build a home because now you can. Your wandering days are over. Your wandering days are <laughs> over. Just plug this box into the wall and eat whenever you feel like. It. Wow. The 90s <laughs> were a crazy time. Uh, tier two for me as well. Yeah. I, I think it's a good... Uh, the fasting and the mold pie threw me off. Sure. But I'd be fine celebrating my fridge. It's a fantastic it's, invention. For me, tier two is like I'm a fly on the wall and I get to enjoy what people are doing. Right. And then walk away. Now we're headed to Futurama for Robonica. A Philip J. Fry pizza delivery boy is accidentally frozen in 1999 and thawed out on New Year's Eve 2099. $29.99. Robonica is the holiest two weeks on the Christmas calendar. It's celebrated one month after Robomadon which is one month after Robanza. <laughs> but the fact is all these were made up by Bender. Yeah. Who's a, it was a character in the show who's this kind of just ornery robot. The surly robot. Very surly robot. But he says he basically makes up these holidays in order to get out of work because Robonica is yeah, celebrated tell us by... Tell about how you celebrate this holiday. Not working. Uh-huh. Drinking alcohol. Sure. <laughs> doing the robot breakdance. Fun. Lighting eight beer bottles like candles. Carving industrial barrels like jack-o'-lanterns making paper robot cutouts, playing a game with a droidle, which is like a dreidel, except it is rigged, so Bender always wins, and watching Fembots wrestle in petroleum oil. I'm so glad you mentioned that part. <laughs> I wondered if you would. They're robots. Yeah. This was featured in Season 1, Episode 5, and the Futurama Holiday Spectacular, originally named a holiday value pack, mm. uh, which was the 13th episode of the sixth season. So, yeah, and the robot Santa's in that one, I think, right. too. This one sounds kind of weird, but kind of worth going to once i would go to this family's house and play droidal bender's fueled by alcohol he needs yeah. it if he did sober so basically this is drunk. like uh, bender is everyone's drunk uncle right yeah and so he would say a lot of horrible things mm -hmm. but being around that kind of person sometimes is refreshing <laughs> there's an entertainment value i <laughs> suppose there really is. Yes. yeah i'd say that more than than refreshing yeah yeah <laughs> and so i would go every couple of years when i was invited i would never host this party but also not working sounds nice yeah. It's two weeks of the year. I'd say tier two. Yeah, it's tier two. Uh, for me, because I, I see why other people would want to enjoy uh, certain aspects of this, but the day off of work would be fine by me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Happy Rubonica, everybody. <laughs> now we're to Malcolm in the Middle yes. for St. Grotus's Day. So uh, Malcolm in the Middle, a gifted young teen, tries to survive life with his dim-witted, dysfunctional family. And this one particularly is featured this holiday, St. Grotus Day, is, is featured in the 18th episode of season six, an episode called Ida's Dance. So it actually has like a real origin, I guess. It's mm. a fictional holiday based on St. Stephen's Day. Kind of, yes. Which I think is Polish. The, in the show, they kind of just say it's maybe Croatian, maybe Polish. She says the old country. Oh, the old country. Yeah. And I guess St. Grotus is the patron saint of dance and also the patron saint of women that have two car wrecks in one day. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen this episode. Oh, man, it's great. Kent, when you put this on the list, okay. it made me happy because I immediately know this episode. It's hilarious. The whole point yeah. is that Lois's mom, uh, uh, the mom's mom, is played by... It's Cloris Le Leachman, right? Yes, Cloris Leachman. Mm -hmm. And she is horrible. Like, she is one of the most... Henri Surly, terrible characters in TV. She's just so mean to her family. 
but the but uh, Lois, the mom, she goes there to visit her to be like, you know, what's going on? And she's like, oh, we're celebrating St. Curtis Day. She's like, oh, not that one. But to order to prove herself to her mom, she makes the St. Grotus Day tart. Which is what? Now, the tart is a gigantic 35, at least 35 layer pastry with each layer representing some part of the uh, history of St. Crotus Day. Which, by the way, it was the day the saint killed our enemies and burned their churches, then went to hell to ask Jesus to increase the severity of their punishments. <laughs> Jeez. And that's the thing. This is, this is a festival of just remembering pain and okay. suffering. Uh, but they do like a traditional dance. They dress up traditionally. Yes, they have these really floofy dresses with like yeah. two corsets on. And they do this dance with the wooden poles where you're banging them together and trying not to break your ankles. Yeah. So it's a happy celebration, even though the we're, origins are darker. Yeah, it kind of is. But it's all about remembering the suffering and the pain. Okay. Like, for example, as she's making this tart, she's for, she's trying to get back in her mom's good graces. So she's making the tart. And all these old ladies from the old country are all telling her she's you know, terrible at it. And they're saying things like, oh, the almonds have to be fa facing the right direction. The 16th layer is apricots, not the 15th. And uh, the prunes almost got burned. And then she gets done and it's this huge, huge pastry. And then they say, oh, by the way, we didn't believe you were going to be able to make it anyway. So we made our own. And they have one just over on the other side. Okay. They made from. And uh, they say, she says, it doesn't even taste good. And she's like, it's supposed to be good. It's supposed to be hard to make. This is supposed to be a terrible experience making this to remind you of the suffering. And then they bring out the knives to her to dance between. So it's like Trek. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> well done. Nice reference. So I'm going to give this one a tier two just because I don't know much about it, but I would like to go and dress up in traditional St. Grotus Day wear. If you haven't seen the dance, it's actually, it's one of those, it, they're fun to see. They actually yeah. do the real uh, dance in the Philippines. The roots are in the Philippines and it's in Balkan culture as well, but it's called Tinkling? I don't want to say tinkling, but it looks like tinkling. Sure. There's an extra eye there, so I'm going to say tinkling. It's kashik, actually. But they, it's when they bang the poles and you kind of hop between them. Mm -hmm. And it's a cool little dance to see. Oh, yeah. When I saw this episode, I really did want to try the St. Crotus tart. Even Saint though it's probably, probably gross. Probably gross. And, and it's got a bunch of the stuff I don't really care for, probably. Right. But I wanted to try it. So I'm going to sit here, too, as well. Okay. All right. Now we're heading on down to Sesame Street <laughs> for trash giving. <laughs> oh, I love trash. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know Sesame Street. I don't need to give us plot synopsis here. It's the show that you've watched since you were a kid. But this but, holiday didn't exist back in our heyday. This is no. not till 2013. This was uh, season 53. Oh, I was a kid back then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, was ep no, this was episode 4,324. Literally, it's wow. what it is. And this is, this is a grouch holiday. So it actually celebrates the arrival of the Spilgrims on their boat, the Maysour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they tried to celebrate the settlement between the native slugs and worms. Yeah. So for this, Zach, if you're going to celebrate trash giving, mm -hmm. you've got to decorate bare sticks with garbage, mm. eat hot bowls of glob, and then gather the Grouch families who then complain about each other. They air grievances. Yeah. Which they, I appreciate. They have a trash giving carol. It's, There's a parade as well. Yeah. A trash giving day parade with music, clowns, floats, and balloons, which that could be interesting to see. But the rest of this, I'm not down with it. So I'm going to say tier three. It's a tier three. It's Sorry, Oscar. Trash? It's garbage. Now, back to Parks and Rec. Yeah. For uh, Treat Yourself Day. We, we tried not to do t multiples on, on uh, different TV shows, but... But it's Treat Yourself. Treat Yourself. Treat Yourself 2011. So this was in Season 4, Episode 4, Pawnee Rangers, and Season, season 7, Episode 6, Save JJ's. But this is a day when you treat yourself. This is celebrated on October 13th every year, or any day your heart desires, but just once a year. Yeah. Yes. yes. So one day a year... And this is uh, Tom Haverford, the character Tom Haverford and Don Eagle. 
they just they invite Ben. Ben's filling down. This other character's filling, having a bad day. So they say, "Hey, come to our treat yourself day." Mm-hmm. And essentially, they'll go up to something and be like, "This scarf is obnoxiously expensive. It's way too uh, long, you know, but I love it." And they say, "Treat, treat yourself." yourself. And they buy it, and then they say, "You know, you get facials. You're going to get, uh, you know, fancy watches. Anything you want. Treat yourself for a whole day." And apparently, you eat sushi formerly owned by celebrities. Yes, <laughs> explain that to me. They, they go to a the restaurant. Fish. They go to a restaurant and they're like, uh, we have this, which used to be in so-and-so's aquarium. And then oh. they go behind, like they look behind him at one point and Josh Groban's sitting there and he's like, I'll have the me seafood or something like that. So he takes his own fish <laughs> and eats it. It's bizarre. <laughs> uh, but one of my favorite points, Kent, is they're doing all these indulgent things. Yeah. Like, you know, they're getting the massages and the pampering. And Ben, who's a nerd, yeah, uh, he's, a, he's a self-appointed nerd. Like he's, he's really kind of awkward that way. Uh, he's not getting into it. And they're like, we need to do his version of it. And so they go into a comic book store and he comes out wearing a full size Christian Bale Batman outfit. What? And he's sitting there and he's like, I don't know. And they're like, whoa, that's kind of, that's what you're getting. He's like, it's stupid. I know. And they said, no, Ben, treat yourself. <laughs> yeah. And he walks out of the store wearing the <laughs> Batman costume. For that reason, tier one. <laughs> I, that's amazing. I think it's actually kind of, it's a fun it's a fun. Don't you think we should all just holiday. kind of celebrate this once a year at least? Sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's called your birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm buying myself things. Treat yourself. Because I think retail therapy is something that we've all learned in the past three years. It's something that we need. Yeah. And so I think treat yourself happens more than once a year, but definitely should at least happen once a year. I'm frugal. <laughs> really? Yeah. And this, tier, tier two. as much as I would love Treat Yourself Day, I think of, I watched some of the you things they were buying. You deserve better for yourself. Thank you. I was watching some of the things they were buying and they're like, I don't even need this. And like, treat yourself. You and I'm like, dress no, like, a, don't buy like it. a <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that I could fully celebrate Treat Yourself because the whole time I'd be like, the bank account's getting drained and this is Here's pointless. Joel. I have to deal with the consequences of this tomorrow. Yeah, Joel, tomorrow there are concerts. This is like Joel's the going through the celebrations book. After Kent books. kissed everybody. He, he bought the celebrations book that his kids sold from school. <laughs> is there a treat yourself day? No, like no. buy one, get one? No, be like, dad, can I get this? I look at the coupon. It says two for one. I'm like, treat yourself. <laughs> that goes against the holiday. But we're treating ourselves. So maybe if I do a scaled down version, but I'm giving this a tier two. Just wow. because I also think this could encourage irresponsibility in people in spending. This is like the purge, but with your wallet, Kent. My, my treat yourself would be buying electronics and cars. Uh, Zach, are you into problem. this? Tier one? Oh, this is a tier one. All yeah, the way, all the way. But then you're Love broke the yourself. next day. Uh, I would um, also kiss everyone on treat yourself day. <laughs> <laughs> Kent, stop kissing people. Not on Bunta Eve, though. Now we're watching Robot Chicken for... <laughs> what is it? 2003? Weasel, weasel Stomping Day. <laughs> oh, Robot Chicken. Yeah. Ro- so this, I forgot about Robot Chicken. So we... It's still going. It's been going from 2005 to present. What? 11, no 11 seasons, 220 Seth Green episodes. has a hobby and he's not going to give it up. Yeah. But Weasel Stomping Day is actually a, a song for... Uh, by Weird Al Yankovic. On oh, a, this is a Joel edition. On a straight out of Linwood. Sure. Uh, but it is... Uh, it was put on Robot Chicken, so we're counting it for this. I can read some parts of this. I'm not going to sing it, but just... Put that Viking helmet on, spread that mayonnaise on the lawn. So come along and have a laugh. Snap their weaselly spines in half. Grab your boots and stomp your cares away. Hip, hip, hooray. It's Weasel Stomping Day. This is a minute and 35 music video you can see on YouTube. Uh-huh. It's a Weird Al song. It actually came from one of his albums. And it is a very gross claymation video where people do put on these free hiking boots, which is cool. You get hiking boots. You get hiking boots and Viking helmets. But then you have to put mayo on your lawn, which is disgusting. But the sound of the squishing... Yeah. It's so gross. You so, can play hacky sack with the weasels. That's kind of fun. The squishing noises were made by mistreating fruit, is what it said. Oh. And then the weasel sounds, the screeches, were provided by Al- uh, Weird Al Yankovic's wife, daughter, and pet cockatiel. 
Because every time they squish one of those weasels, it makes a noise, and it's pretty disturbing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Weasel Stomping Day, it's a bizarre song. It's a funny It's a I funny imagine song. it would take a lot of stomping to stomp a weasel. Yeah, I've... Yeah. Y- y- you've stomped a weasel? I haven't stomped a weasel, but I have seen CPR uh, or Heimlich performed on a ferret, and that was bizarre. You're bearing the lead, sir. <laughs> a ferret was choking at, a, at one of my girlfriend's houses, and, and then she gave it... A Heimlich. She did. Did it save it? It saved it. What? A little stretchy. Brownie. Hold on. How do you give Heimlich <laughs> to a ferret? No, that's the problem. She picked it up and it was like dangling, and it just yeah. stretched almost all the way to the because floor. Because okay, yeah, she mind. got it, she got out. She basically no, she basically wrung it like a washcloth. Where's cloth. the belly on the ferret? She found it. It was below the ribs. <laughs> do you just do you just wring it I like feel a like wet rag? Tracked here. Uh, this is a it's necessary. Like save it for our girlfriend tearing show. Save this episode with ferret Heimlich. <laughs> it's like a washcloth. <laughs> yeah. Do you just wring it out and then it just? She saved the ferret. Life, but I don't think really? I can ever stomp on a weasel. I'm giving this a tier three because while funny in concept, I don't. I, I think the music video is funny. I don't ever want to. I would now celebrate Ferret Heimlich Day, <laughs> which apparently means kissing every ferret. So Ew. yeah, this is a tier three. Now to Springfield for the Simpsons and Whacking Day. Do you say Whacking Day or Whacking Day? Whacking, whacking Day. day. Uh, so everyone knows the Simpsons. It's the satiric adventures of a working class family in the midst, misfit city of Springfield. This is May 10th every year. Yep, and this was this uh, Whacking Day is the name of the episode too. It was the twentieth episode of the fourth season, and also oh, back when it was good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the origins of Whacking Day were when Jebediah Springfield killed a snake in seventeen seventy five, or did he? <laughs> the whole episode is about the discovery of the false origin. Yes, because Whacking Day. Uh, Bart, having been expelled from expelled from school, gets homeschooled by his mom and learns a thing or two about Jebediah Springfield's history and realizes he couldn't have been in this place in 1775 because he was fighting a revolutionary war battle at the time. And so then they found out that it, Whacking Day was actually started in 1924 yeah. as an excuse to beat up the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> so Why am I laughing? Because, it's horrible. You know, it's just one of those funny little throw. When things, the Simpsons like, could get away with things. Is that yeah. what we're saying? Yes, exactly. So how they celebrate the holiday uh, and maybe how people would today is the citizens of a town or Springfield drive snakes to the center of the town and beat them to death. Now, I really did like the whole training montage that Homer has. Oh, yeah. Where he has a like ninja? the wooden snakes come up. Yeah. It's very funny. I did find out that there are kind of versions of Whacking Day that take place. Well, today. that's that's just it. Is apparently the writer of this episode, uh, George Meyer, he found out that there was an annual ritual held in a Texas town where people would beat rattlesnakes with sticks and then sell their skin. Sweetwater, Texas. So what they do now is they bring them to like a, an arena. It's almost like a rodeo arena. Mm-hmm. And then they sell like rattles as like earrings or yeah. necklaces. Or they'll like just uh, drain the poison and they, they kind of play games with them. They, they have a pageant where there's like a Miss Snakeskin or whatever like that. It is just oh, it's so Texas. It's not, it's not the snakes on the, on the pageant. No, they it's actual people. A <laughs> little crown on a rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> and so, I mean, obviously barbaric. Yeah. But they claim in Texas that, no, we're getting rid of the rattlesnake population so they don't go into the suburbs. Well, I mean, if you have a snake problem, this might be a handy thing to do. I mean, St. Sure. Patrick did it way back in the day. We celebrate him. Uh, okay, not, yeah. Not sure, there weren't really snakes Okay, there. what? But that's, that's the mythology. <laughs> in Simpsons, they all bang their pots and pans and, and do air horns, and they mm-hmm. get the snakes all to the center of town, and they all whack them with sticks. Right. Uh, the mayor, by the way, brought pre-whacked snakes just so he could look he got like a yeah. dozen of them so he could look pretty oh, cool and barry white showed up as and, well yeah barry white shows up to introduce it and then he realizes what he's doing what they're doing he's like this is disgusting and he leaves yeah 
Uh, they also sing the song of Whacking Day, which is to the tune of uh, a Christmas tree. And part of it goes, we'll break their backs, gouge out their eyes. Their evil hearts will pulverize. Oh, Whacking Day, oh, Whacking Day. Yeah. Oh, this was the episode, by the way, that introduced Superintendent Chalmers. Super Nintendo Chalmers? <laughs> yes, yeah, Super Nintendo yeah. Chalmers, uh, Skinner's boss. I yeah. didn't realize that really? until I watched this. Yeah, first one he came Back in. Back in the good old days. But I as I mean, I, I try to avoid snakes in general. Yeah. And so, you don't fear them, but they're just uh, dangerous. I fear them if they're in the wild and I encounter them. I don't fear them if it's like a classroom setting or a zoo. But, okay. But yeah, I don't want to get around snakes anyway, and I can't stomp a weasel. I can't whack a snake. Yeah, this is a tier three. And finally... We have from the Ren and Stimpy show, <laughs> Yak Shaving Day. I like how Zach, this joke you idiot. has just kind of progressed into, hey, remember this? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, Ren and Stimpy, if you don't know what that is, it's like the older version of SpongeBob SquarePants. Uh, Ren, a psychotic chihuahua, and Stimson J. Cat, a dim-witted Manx cat, who goes by the name Stimpy, have a host of unusual adventures. This was on Nickelodeon, and it was the show your parents didn't, uh, didn't really want you to be watching. They didn't know what it was until they saw it. And they're like, what is this? And they didn't want you to watch it after. It's not like it was dirty. It was just gross. Okay. Times. Feeling grimy, maybe. Yeah, a little bit. So every yak shaving night, the magical shaving yak comes out of the sky with his magical canoe and comes into your house through your pipes and leaves you shaving scum. Yes. Basically, a magical yak comes in your house and shaves in your sink and leaves the hair for you to find. Yeah. That's the magic of yak shaving day. So with Which is not to be confused with yaksmas. That's completely different. Yeah. So there are like decorations, there's traditions that we need to put up. We hang diapers instead of stockings. Uh, we get rubber boots. We stuff them with coleslaw. Um, and then we just wait for the shaving yak to float on by. You, you, well, you have to leave a bowl of lather by the sink, oh, too. Oh, absolutely. And there's a song that went with it and everything. Uh, by the way, Ren and Stimpy, five seasons, 52, 52 episodes. That's all? And yeah, well, it was 126 segments because it's like where they do the two yeah. in one. This one was just a short that ran after uh, the episode, The Boy Who Cried Rat, which was the uh, episode three, season one. I would like to go to a house that believes that a shaven <laughs> yak would fly by at night. You want di- you want, they put like coleslaw in your boots, Kent. You I'm not. Well, am I wearing the rubber boots afterwards? <laughs> I don't know. I Here's think you just put them out. Like the I want to go to someone's house that's like, hey. If we stay up all night, mm-hmm. we're going to hear this canoe go by and the shaving yak will go by and travel through our pipes. I want to see if this will happen. I'm not going to personally celebrate it with my children, but I will go to someone's house and spend the night just to see it happen. So you're okay with this being... The yak with the five o'clock shadow permanently. But what are you giving it? It's a tier two. Okay. Yeah. He wants yeah. to see it happen. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Check I, it out. I mm-hmm. live with a lot of... Um, shaving yaks? No. <laughs> girls oh. <laughs> uh, i live with a lot of girls yeah. and um their hair is everywhere uh, <laughs> screaming infidelities <laughs> yes uh but it's just constant of just like drains and sinks and yeah. the, the brushing and and the, the little hair ties with with hair all over them everywhere and i hate it i hate it is I there hair art on the shower wall there has been yeah and, and over the handle and it's just <laughs> everywhere and i think to myself what is what is happening right now uh, like, you're, by the way zach's in the room and that probably happens to him all the time all the time <laughs> but <laughs> that's your best friend <laughs> he got demoted during the episode <laughs> did. Oh, did i get promoted uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but i don't want to deal with yak hair 
in uh-huh. in my sink and cleaning that out. That's going to clog the drain. I'm so assuming. you do believe in the shaven yak then? I do. I've seen him fly across the moon <laughs> on his magical canoe. <laughs> you just don't want him to come around. No, this is a tier three. Uh, this was a filler episode. It's kind of a filler holiday, and I don't. Brendan Stimpy is a filler show. Let's be yes. real. It's got some. It's got its moments. Maybe. <laughs> but there we go. So yeah, yak shaving tier three for me. Tier two. Wow. <laughs> we began and ended the show on an odd Nickelodeon animation. <laughs> True. Something. Zach, well, you got some stats for us, Zach? I do. Let's talk about what we are Ooh. going to celebrate. What if instead of Yak Shaving Day, we do Zach Shaving Day? <gasps> oh. Where every year we will <laughs> pin Zach down and shave him head to toe. Um, just head? <laughs> just head. head. Or, no, head and toes. Head to chin. Just head, head and toes. toes. Head and toes. Okay, well, head and toes. Uh, toes. Do you have furry toes? Toes could use it. We can shave his belly. Can I see? No. 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 <laughs> I'll keep that toes up. <laughs> Would you allow us to shave your face? No. To shave your hair? No. If I paid you $200 right now. I, I know a thing or two about both of those activities. No. <laughs> what if I used an epilady on your hair? Sure. On your beard? Now we're good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Only because it's usual. Aw. Hey. To suck up. You're promoted I, again. Yeah. What, what about me? Hey. Well, you're a good guy. Thanks. Let, let's talk about what holidays we're celebrating, All right. gentlemen. Uh, these are the uh, consensus tier one between the two of you. There are four. We are celebrating Best Friends Day. Okay. Awesome. Chrismica, Cinco de Cuatro, <laughs> and Life Day. Love it. Oh, nice. Yes. <laughs> Here's what we're definitely not celebrating. There are five. You gave tier threes both to Festival of the Bells from Fraggle Rock. Ding, 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 ding. Purge Night from the Purge. <laughs> Murder. Kissing. <laughs> Trash okay. Giving from Sesame Street. Mmm. <laughs> <laughs> like that, y'all needs to do this now. Weasel stomping day, <laughs> robot chicken, and whacking day from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> Again, we just did the list alphabetically, and apparently, all Joel's favorites were at the beginning and least favorites were at the end. Yeah, I hate the, end of the alphabet. Uh, <laughs> but let us know. <laughs> the, this guy named Zach <laughs> is sad. Let us know. <laughs> Let us know, listener, if you agree with our rankings of these yeah. fictional holidays. Or if you have family holidays that you celebrate that no one knows about. Oh, we'd love to hear about that. And also let us know if we missed any fictional holidays that you would like to see us talk about. We're probably not going to do another episode of this, but we'll we'll let you know yeah, in the comments. Like we apologize to First Contact Day or Judgment Day, yeah. for example. Oh, Judgment Day. Can't want to put Judgment Day in the list. I I'm sure like, That's did. not a holiday. Yeah, Sarah Connor goes to the park and watches the children play. Uh, until she f- turns into ashes. Oh, that is not day. a holiday. <laughs> yeah, a couple uh, Star uh, Star Trek uh, holidays got cut out. Federation Day. Yeah, yeah. And even uh, Futurama's Freedom Day. We talked right. about that one where you can do anything, but it's basically like a lesser version of the Purge. Yeah, so it got cut. But let us know if you have any other fictional holidays, and we'll we'll let you know what we think of them too. On Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitter, we want to hear from you, no matter what day it is. But before we go, we'd like to celebrate. Yeah, because it's holidays. Like nah. it. Some patrons, including the I and the listener tier, which includes Sir and Madam Hicks, Shannon West, Scott Sprague, Ryan and Marley, Rocky and Steph, Lady Terry A. Finley, Juice the Cooler King Swallow, Jennifer Kilkowski, Dave Kelly, Casey Cummings, Briggs is Hot, Braden Winterton, Angela Plotz, Andrew in the Cold and Dark, and Adam and Rachel Crump. And then we have our Bacon Council, which includes the one, the only Chris Anderson, Stephen, everyone's favorite Ross, Star Wars expert Kyler, our favorite couple, the Madsons, Nicole D. Kale, Johnny English the Brick, Her Royal Highness Jessica Terry, Glowclin Daniel, Debbie Foster, and Baker. Thank you, patrons. Thank you, patrons. You are the purge to our night. Oh, come on. <laughs>
<laughs> but if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter. You can find me performing with QuickWits. They perform at the Midvale Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the QuickWits Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kenny3DD. You can read my movie reviews at ShowtimeShowdown.com. If you'd like to connect with me, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at Tumbling Mustard. But more importantly, make sure you're following Bacon Sale. Go ahead and like that Facebook page and visit at Bacon Sale on Twitter and Instagram. While you're doing that, visit tpublic.com slash bacon sale where you can get yourself some merch. We'd love for you to get a, a nice whacking day uh, <laughs> uh, bacon sale gift for yourself. Yeah. Yes. yes, of course. And then if you like the show, you like what's going on here and you want to support us further, visit patreon.com slash bacon sale where support for the show starts at just $3 a month. You can get sort of all sorts of uh, behind the scenes benefits, including the almost weekly bacon bits that come out maybe a day earlier sometimes, sometimes. every once in a while. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. So until next time, Bacon Sale Day is coming up April 15th. Don't forget to stock up on your boxes of Queenie's grits before they're gone. <laughs> Don't watch movies with smoking in them, you two. The you fictional holiday. Okay, now I'm not ready to fight. Now I'm ready to hug. <laughs> <laughs> I would feel obligated to get both Zach and you a gift. Who would you get a gift for first? That's I put that in order for a reason. <laughs> Do you know how many people, uh, including listener of this podcast, who think that, that like, Kent is their best friend? Bunta Heldestelich Pratshadru Invader? That's why we're best friends. We're appropriating the hut culture. You worship the huts. A little bit. Seven Leia Dip. Oh, Get it? Move on from this. Joel, you said I'm not your best friend. Here's when? why that upsets me. Hmm. The spelling bee has taken me down. This is like our best friend's but day. For those people, or should I say you and Zach's best friend's day? Yeah. And I want to get pinched. The way that Kent just shifted his eyes a little bit was, was adorable and creepy at the same Kent, time. They don't have fleas on Kashyyyk. 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 I'd rather commit crime in like June. When do you want to commit murder, listener? But <laughs> if the purge is real, I would kiss every girl. So oh. in your case, the purge is real. I've made the purge real in my heart. <laughs> you hey, leave kids, a note. We're ready to celebrate Purge Day. Jaywalk. <laughs> oh, I love trash. I'm frugal. This is like the purge, but with your wallet, Kent. Uh, I would uh, also kiss everyone on Treat Yourself Day. <laughs> Save it for our girlfriend tearing show.